Let's get ready for some wheel nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 62. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And, Chuck, yeah. I have another question for you this week. Okay. What would you say if I said I was thinking about being unfaithful to my Strom? Um, when are we going to the dealer? I thought you liked my Strom. Everyone likes my Strom. It's lovable. It's got a lot of neat, lovable kind of little things about it's, it. It's got a lot of miles on it, Todd. It's, no, it doesn't. It's, it's got 50,000. It's seen a lot of hard times. Well, that's true. <laughs> Put my ass on it all the time. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? Well, apparently there's a new DL1000 coming out. Really? And here is a picture of it with all of its beak having glory. What the hell? I know. It's like they, they're like, okay, we need to take the Strom engine. We, we're going to take the middle of a Strom and the back of a Multistrada, and we're going to put like a bird and the front of the BMW on it. Ready, go. Uh, didn't they just redesign the Strom? Yeah, they did. Why Why not just make it? Because a... this is the 1000, Chuck, and it's different. But it's different. We're better. You know what it is? 30 years ago, the Japanese looked over here and he said, round eye like buckhorn. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking and they're saying, round eye like beak. Round eye like beak adventure. <laughs> beak and adventure. Round eye by anything with beak. Beak adventure. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it actually. Yeah. I think there's a, there's some calculation going on. I gotta you know, say the other Japanese designers like, why don't they like tentacle like us? More tentacle. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the Japanese tentacle version of the Strom. Put <laughs> <laughs> 15 year old school go in front of it. Ah. Yeah, so this is theoretically still the concept. Now I have to say the red and white color scheme is kick ass, and I'm thinking I might paint mine like that. But you know, it's gr- it's a groovy looking bike, but it looks like it doesn't look like a Strom. No, it looks like every other adventure bike that's exactly. come out this year. It now looks like, you know, before things were starting to kind of converge either on the GS or the Strom, and now, like, the Strom, the Strom is up. leaving. It's like, no! <laughs> the Strom's given up. I guess the Strom probably doesn't go no like that. It's probably more like, no! I only have a beak, too! Ronda, get beak! Beak! Beak's for everyone. Other thing I don't like about it is the uh, pipe. It's got the, one of those low-slung, upswept pipes in the back, which looks yeah. neat on a sport bike, except yeah. look at what it does to the luggage. It cuts it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in love with it. No, I'm not either. I, I think, like, especially like the pipe. The pipe, okay, there's one thing on the Strom no one can argue they did wrong, and that's the pipes. They've got heat shields on them. They're nice and inboard. They're not in the way of anything. They're perfect. They're exactly what you want for a pipe. Okay. Unless you want something hanging out that looks spiffy. Which is not what you buy a fucking Strom for! <laughs> well, you gotta admit, this is a sexier looking Strom. Y- yes, in kind of a weird bird I mean, looking. It looks more like a bird than a bug. Get get the whole GS thing out, mm-hmm. out of the way. Okay. And just Compared to it. the old Strom, this is a far sexier looking bike. Mm, yes, it yeah. has a beak. Yeah. But. Yeah, beak notwithstanding, it, it is a sexier looking bike. So, and, okay. Yeah, it's sexier than the new Wii Strom. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yep. going for the sex appeal with the GS yeah. know, adventure. I guess market. I don't know. I, it feels. They feel. I feel like the beak. Maybe the beak is like this penile. You know. I feel vaguely betrayed. Symptom jealous. Well, the thing. funny thing is, they still have the bog standard Strom front fender on there. Like that looks like I could take that fender off and <laughs> stick it on mine. <laughs> no, the big question. What's that? Will your seat fit on it? Don't think that hasn't crossed my mind. <laughs> that will come up again. <laughs> if it does, well, uh, things will change then. In a different story. <laughs> that said, I do think a red and white color scheme would be pretty cool on mine. Did you see the uh, the video that was posted on our Facebook page with the Ural? That was the one where the two guys were trying it out for the show. The guys for the motorcyclist magazine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And they took, it, they took it out. They said, I mean, when you watch that, they said all the same things you said at Durango. 
Mm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this hurts. It's yeah. a lot of work. They took it on they took it on the freeway. They quickly got off the freeway and were like, you know, we need to find some back roads because this sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, – you know, I, I can get mine up to about 65, it, 70 It on looked a flat, like they were on a brand new gear up. Yep, they were, which it will uh, get a little more juice than mine, but not much. Yeah, so they <laughs> they were saying all the same kind of stuff you were saying. About. I wasn't making it up, dude. But, uh, you know, watching that video, I was just like, oh, yeah, I could, I could use one of those. Mm. Yes. I'm just glad that this I didn't see this come next spring when you're you're selling one. Someone's selling a rig down on 90th. Uh, the winter camo gear up? No, I think it's a Goldwing. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, with a tub. Somebody else told me about that. I'm I'm I haven't gone to look at it because it's a bad idea for me to go look. I think it's a Goldwing. I've I've just gone past it a couple times and mm-hmm. it looks like an, an mm-hmm. 80s, I don't know what you're talking about. 80s, 80s gold wing. I can't hear you. La, 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 I took la, a picture la, with my phone. La, la, look, la, here la, it is. La, <laughs> we need to talk about something else quick. Todd. What? Please button your pants back up. <laughs> Well, I fine. So my strom is unleashed now. Uh, unleashed. What else? What fell off now? Nothing fell off. Sixth <laughs> gear. So I've been talking about building that gadget that bypasses the gear position sensor for a while. Oh yeah. And I built it once, and I built it wrong. <laughs> so and what did it do? Well, instead of running it in full time fourth gear, which is the unrestricted gear, okay, it ran it in sixth all the time, which is the most restricted gear. So you get up to about six and a half thousand RPMs and it just goes, No. <laughs> You'll kill yourself. No. Don't go out there. It's like a Jewish grandmother like, bike. It's not, You're gonna kill yourself out there. It, it's gotta do it in a strong voice. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so um fix that. I pulled that out and I made a new one that's correct. Oh, oh, yes. And and now it's in permanent fourth gear. Things I have noticed. Uh second gear is kind of snatchy. Um <laughs> it's a little interesting at times. Did you go up the cottonwood again? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I haven't actually got it up fast enough to use sixth gear now. I found you, Billy! I found you again! Get some! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> So theoretically, fifth and sixth are restricted, and second and third have slightly different fuel maps that don't restrict them much, but I think that was BS because I could just, when the gear position sensor was acting stupid, I could feel it gaining and losing power without me doing anything. Um, That's gone, so that's nice. I will say that fourth gear all the time, unrestricted mode is decidedly snatchy on that engine. It is uh, all that extra computer stuff they added in for those because the, the Strom's like a three-quarter throttle by wire. Okay. So the fuel is controlled entirely by computers. Mm-hmm. The main throttle butterflies are controlled by the actual physical throttle. Mm-hmm. But then there's a set of secondary throttle butterflies that are controlled by the computer that are there to kind of smooth it out because mm. it's a super bike engine and it's not really made for smooth mm-hmm. riding. Mm-hmm. In fourth gear, those secondary butterflies really don't do much of anything. Open. <laughs> Open! <laughs> so it's a bit snatchy. <laughs> and I don't know how fast it'll go, but the reports are something like 10 extra horsepower on the top end, oh. which is in sixth gear, which is at speeds which you should never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever go on a V-Strom. I got out on the highway and I didn't need sixth. Like fifth is still like the upper half of fifth is all of a sudden like, Wow. Yeah, so I got into six for, like, just the fuel economy, but I was down in, like, the lower portion of it because I don't know what's in the upper portion, but I'm pretty sure it's scary up there. So are you, are you loving the Strom again more? I'm loving the Strom again more. It's just one of the things that annoyed me about it is gone, and then in general, I just, you know, I like the bike. It fits Cause, me. Because you know Kawasaki is doing 0% now. 
Yeah. Zero percent financing on, yeah. s- on, st- on their uh, versus. Yeah, but come on. What's going to happen? I'm going to go in there with the Strom and I'm be like, I'm a V-Strom rider and I'm interested in the versus. I need to trade in my V-Strom. And they'll be like, okay, sure. Let's go have a look. And I'll be like, are you, are you sure you need to look? <laughs> and they're going to go to the parking lot and they're going to be like, zero percent financing. Lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, I kind of wish to had the zero percent a few months ago. Yeah, that would have been nice, huh? That would have been nice, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little easier. A little free money. Yeah. Oh, well. My mm-hmm. wife's been like, you know, you haven't ridden a Thruxton since you brought it back. <laughs> you're like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Correct. I think the Thruxton's days are... Are numbered. <laughs> numbered. Next year might be its, it's year to go. <laughs> well, if I end up selling the Euro, you know what you can replace it with? What? The Euro. No! No! That would be great. Oh. I can even I can even tell you all the things that I was thinking about doing with it that I don't have the money for right now. Oh, so we'll see what happens. We we we've decided we're gonna we're gonna play what, the Euro thing by what, ear. What model is your Euro? Patrol two thousand seven. It's Patrol. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same mechanics as the Gear Up, just not camo paint, mm-hmm. and has a windshield on the sidecar. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gonna play the Euro by ear? You so you might keep it? Yeah, we might keep it. So we're gonna we're gonna see. We only have one kid, and our car's not big, but we have one baby. And it's yeah. not like she's going to be taking up a lot of space. Let's be realistic here. That's true. Her crap will take up space, but, you know, even so, one yeah. kid, yeah. little baby. Yeah. And, frankly, getting a new car is fucking expensive these days. I mean, like, yeah. you can't find used cars worth a goddamn since the cash for clunkers thing. Yep. And so it's like you're spending all this money, and it's like, you know what? Realistically, I work six minutes from home. And the other thing is, is if I'm alone with a kiddo, my wife knows how to ride a sidecar. So, fuck it. You know, cool. So we'll see what happens. You know, we may decide we're doing that. We may decide that it's got to go. I'll tell you after the winter. <laughs> and you know how I am in the middle of the winter with a thing. <laughs> cool. Although this winter, I've got the whole fairing the whole time and my heat yeah. and stuff. So who knows? The thing I'm, I'm noticing the most about the Thruxton now, the more mm-hmm. I have it, yeah. is it's heavy as fuck. It is that. Yes. And that impacts so much about it. Yeah, it carries its weight kind of badly too. Yeah. Sort of high. So I'm like, you know, I need to replace it with like... You know, I, I was thinking maybe a, a street mm-hmm. or an SV, mm-hmm. but then I started thinking, but what's know, an SV do that the Versus, versus doesn't? That's yeah, that's what my <laughs> that's what I that's where I went. I was like, well, Strom owners versus, call this Strom fever. I, I mean, I've got the the Versus, and it's it's going to do what. Yep, what, pretty much. So, yep. what would I replace it with? If yeah, I, and, and it's not even like the Strom, where like I might want like a little more streety bike because the Versus is phenomenal on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am not adventure guy. Mm. I mean, I'll do fire roads, camping, whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be doing, you know, the Trans-American Trail nope. anytime soon. Mm-mm. I'm not going to be doing the Road of Bones. I think you should Egypt. I think you should get a Ural and we'll go out in the desert with them and bring back kegs of beer. <laughs> and tell everyone about it and they'll be jealous. What if I go look at that Goldwing with the tub on, on 90? That would be impressive. You will have to go with me. You know, obviously, I don't know anything about such things. So I, I would need someone with a seasoned sidecar eye to look at it. No. Maybe. Possibly talk to its owner. Yeah. Maybe ride it up Big Cottonwood. Yeah. It's me again, Billy! <laughs> I'm back and I got music this time! <laughs> if I leave here tomorrow, pity! <laughs> Speaking of, of gadgetry... Mm-hmm. Bug sent us a little thing. Yeah, I hear his XB's resting again. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I heard that could happen. Shut up. Uh, Nelson Rig Solar Gear. Yeah, this is kind of cool. These Motorcycle come on their... Gear's doing a closeout on them. Yeah, so it, it's like they have these solar these bags that have the integrated solar panel in them. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing I can see wrong with it, if you look at the size of the solar panels... They're not... They're not that 
good. They, no, none of the big. They're. Uh, I have. I've serious. You might be able to maintain battery. I've got some solar chargers, mm-hmm. and they are not that great. The, the trouble is, is the amount of space you need for a solar charger, and most of them advertise them. They'll advertise them here. They'll they'll do the, the solar char- charger and the battery pack built into it. And they'll mm-hmm. say, "Here's the maximum charge it can give." And you're like, "Oh boy!" Mm-hmm. Until you actually look. Here's the maximum charge you can get from the sun. It's <laughs> it's yeah. It's here's it's, how long it's going to it's take. One tenth of one watt on a good day. Yeah. So I don't know the, the solar thing. It, it's cool in concept. I love the idea of. Some Something I can recharge with, but I, I've sold in the past the solar panels that actually will charge your stuff, mm-hmm. and they're big fucking things on rolls that cost four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're about three feet long and a foot wide. It's kind of the same problem with the uh, the thermoelectric stuff, mm-hmm. like uh, that little wood burning stove I've got, yeah, and the power pot thing from Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just they produce such low numbers that it just yeah. you're, you're you're maintaining. Whatever charges there, say on your phone, yep, or maybe getting a couple percent, a percent every ten, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Well, I, I I hate to be a total killjoy because I love gadgets and stuff like that. And no, you don't. Support you gadgets. love being a killjoy. Okay, I love being a killjoy. There's this little thing we have called the laws of thermodynamics. Fuck them. And it's that no transfer of energy is ever 100 percent efficient. Yep. So the more transfers of energy you have, the more you lose. The solar power is like a whole shitload of transfers. Yeah. Sun to cell to electricity to battery, to, which is chemical, chemical back to electricity, electricity into your stupid phone. That's, you know. You're getting a trickle. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing left. You know, the same, same thing elsewhere. You know, hybrid systems where the hybrid is getting charged directly by the car. Okay, it makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. there's not many steps involved. Mm-hmm. But energy goes in, energy goes back out to the electric motor. Boom. That's no what problem. I tell my wife every night. Energy goes in, energy goes out. Back to her electric motor. Uh, oh. <laughs> Damn it. Walked right into that one, didn't you? Fuck. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the solar gear is kind of neat, but... Mm. It's, it's gee whiz. I just I don't see it working worth a damn. No, no. Which kind of... Def- oh, my God. I could get one of those big panels and put it on the nose of the Earl. Yeah. That might actually charge something. You could get two and put them like in the front and back. Yeah, that might actually charge something. Although the orientation would be a problem. Solar panels have to be oriented in a certain level to the sun to get to be optimal. Yes, yes, and the optimum drops fast. So you'd say you'd have to build in like little servo motors to because that would make it more nerdy. You're or add extra doing. drag. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, the Euro cannot afford any more drag. Really, are you going to notice? <laughs> That's true. Actually. It already has the aerodynamics of a piece of plywood held sideways. By the way, Chuck, this week's episode of Wheel Nerds is brought to you by Chuck's Diner. Hey, kids, where do you want to go for dinner? Chuck's, Chuck's Diner! Okay, everybody in the SUV. Gravy hose! At Chuck's Diner, we serve a whole lot of food, and we put a whole lot of gravy on it. My chicken tastes yucky. We can fix that right up for you. <laughs> Kids and adults love the gravy hose at Chuck's Diner. Hey, Chuck, can I get some gravy on my steak? You sure can. (laughs) What about my salad? You betcha. (laughs) Can I have it in my soda? Woo, doggies. (laughs) Just pour it in my mouth. Hell yes. Come on down to Chuck's Diner where everything is gravy. That's right. Chuck's Diner with its unique gravy hose. Chuck's Diner. 
pay for the food, the gravy is free. And no children can eat all they want free, as long as it's a lot of gravy. To look for the Chuck's Diner near you, they're expanding now. Franchise options are available. Gravy! Gravy hose not legal in all 50 states. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm alone at night and it's late and the diner's closed, I like to take off all my clothes and spray myself with my own gravy. It's so disgusting. I, I just, I had to, sorry. <laughs> so, classifieds oh, this week. still recording. <laughs> classifieds, classifieds, classifieds. So, uh, this week in classifieds in the bizarre exchanges category. Okay. I understand it may sound weird, but if you're reading this, you must have something bugging you on a daily. I'm I a don't licensed- have enough gravy. I'm a licensed massage therapist, naturopath, who's looking to trade my services for your Harley-Davidson. What? I'm open to all offers. I own my own massage therapy spa. Here's the deal. Do you have unconsolable migraines, chronic back problems, sore achy feet, problems with your gait, or are you stressed beyond belief? I specialize in many massage and naturopathic modalities, including specialized whiplash, migraine, and neck and back treatments. I'm a medical massage therapist with the spa sense. Please feel free to look at my website. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. What we can do is write a contract pertaining to the selling price of your bike. I'm willing to trade down to the amount of massage treatments for your scooter. So basically, you would trade up. Oh, I don't really understand what that means. I don't know. Generally, I work to heal as opposed to break. Doctors do not know how to heal soft tissue pain. They dull your mind with expensive opiates that don't help. I can help you. So if you have an extra scoot you're not using and have immeasurable pain, please call or text me. We can arrange to meet and discuss a contract that is agreeable to each other as well as an evaluation of your pain. Maybe I can take your bike. You hold on to the title and then you get a happy ending. (laughs) Or vice versa. I'm a mobile massage therapist, so unless you choose to come to my office, you won't waste any gas getting my treatments. (laughs) I will buy brand new sheets just for your massage treatments. <laughs> okay, I think that might be a happy ending. <laughs> I'll even give gift certificates so you can either make a little money back or give them as a gift. Mm, your significant other in pain, too. I want both of you to be pain-free and happy. <laughs> I've been riding for quite a while and have my motorcycle license. I'm willing to pay for full coverage on the Harley. So that's different. That, okay, so a, a massage se- – I get a lot of massages. Mm-hmm. A massage session usually goes for about 80 bucks mm-hmm. for an hour. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of massages for a Harley. Yeah, let's see. At uh, at uh, twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> figure figure ten grand. That's uh, it's like a hundred and twenty massages. <laughs> Take massages every other day for a long course of the year. That's a lot. I mean, uh, you know, happy ending jokes aside. That's just a. I mean, I bought a massage package once for five massages. Mm-hmm. I still got three left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. and it's been like a year. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you just want to get like massaged like constantly, <laughs> and I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. If you want to get, you know. Little rubbin and have a Harley <laughs> rubbin 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 rubbin's racing. I think rubbin in this case is Harley's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, good luck to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's actually legit. Well, a le- as legitimate a professional service as a naturopath could be considered. Okay, I I will accept that. Next up, we have uh, a Bandit 2007 Bandit or 1250. Oh. Too much power. Ooh, Mercedes Bandit has 200 original miles on it, like new. Too much power for current owner. Wants to sell to buy a 50cc scoot. A steal at 1250. Now, this Bandit is not what you're thinking, dear listeners. No, it's a 150cc scooter. 
Yes, this appears to be the standard Fatboy Chinese uh, multi-brand scooter, yeah. and in this case, it's a Bandit. Yeah, because the design has been stolen from all the other Chinese scooter makers. And it's too much power at 150 cc, so he wants to trade down to, <laughs> to a 50. Beep, beep. Oh, look, it's got a sissy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, cute. That, this is the, this is an absolutely bog standard Chinese made fat That's boy scooter. Adorable. All of the different brands, you know, like the sketchy brands, you know, you yeah, Twist yeah, and yeah. Go, which yeah. is one of the slightly less sketchy ones. Yeah, and then you just any number of sketchy, weird name brands. You know, Money Fun Good Time Scooter Company. Yeah, they sell this one, and they sell the quasi futuristic one. Yeah, and they sell the knockoff of the uh, the Dio motor. Okay, and that's kind of their thing. Well, all right, must must see that. Mm, mm, yes, too much power. Next up, we have a bike that's not stolen. Mm-hmm. This is a nice bike. Has aftermarket fairings, exhaust, 10K miles, must sell, $4,500. The bike books for 6500 but I need the cash. I have a it's cl- stolen. I have a clean title for it, but it has an issue. Stolen. The previous owner did not fill it outright, and I don't have money to fix it. Stolen. It will cost about 300 to get it fixed and in your name. By a fence. Clean title for it, but it has an issue. It's not in my name. <laughs> um... I don't think that counts as clean. I'm pretty sure that counts as dirty. <laughs> it's not stolen. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a real not stolen vibe from this bike. But look <laughs> at those skulls all over it. This is not the bike somebody would steal. <laughs> it clearly is a death bike. Yes, yes. Well, it could have monster stickers on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, Could yeah. be. It's worth 6500 but oh. I need the cash. I wonder how far you could tuck them down. And it's not mine. <laughs> It's his. Possession is nine-tenths the law somewhere. Yeah, unfortunately, the tenth in question, I think, is the one that actually makes him own the bike <laughs> and have it legal for him to sell. The title? Yes, that one. Yes, the thing that makes it legal, le- legally his to sell. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So? It's a nice-looking bike. It's almost certainly not stolen. <laughs> with skulls all over it. And when you buy this not-stolen bike, it will be really hard to identify you with that custom paint job. Yeah. I mean, bikes look like that everywhere. Uh, it's just tons of them. I mean, like every other bike you see has got that custom skull paint job. Well, any, any Warhammer 40,000 convention you go to is going to have a ton of those bikes. That's true. Skulls everywhere. Yeah. Skulls, skull, skull, skull. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Blend right in. Yep. If all the guys eating gravy. <laughs> gravy. <laughs> So in the overexcited category, we have a 1982 Honda VF750, 1350, South Valley. Good running. I will give a complete 1983 parts bike with it. Too many bikes. Need to sell. I can email pics. Consider offers. Uh, what? Good running. He's, uh, he's going, he's selling two Need bikes? to sell. Two, two bikes? I will give a complete 1983 parts bike with it. Okay. So it's a bike. Too is- many bikes. Missing a motor? Missing something? Maybe a bent frame? I don't know. But he's trying to make up for it with exclamation points. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a little anxious. A little mm-hmm. apprehensive. Why? Oh, oh! By the way, here's another bike, and just you know, just in case you need parts like the motor from this bike, you know, or the frame, <laughs> not stolen. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Neither bike stolen. Uh, you know, 1982 VF750, there's a very good chance it is, in fact, not stolen. <laughs> and, you know, the guy bought one, and it's a complete rat bag, and he's like, God, I need something for parts. Look, another rat bag. I'll buy that one. And then his wife was like, are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you if those bikes are not gone. <laughs> you have a shitty bike, and just in order to fix it, you bought a shittier bike? <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that always amuses me about the parts bike because that's really what you did. 
is you bought one bike and you're like, I need a parts bike for it. So you go you go out and you buy an even shittier bike. Obviously, that's the the clearest solution. Yes, my bike is too shitty. You know what I need? An Another even shittier just bike. Like it. No, no, not one just like it. Because whatever bike you bought presumably isn't the parts bike. You need one that's even shittier. Even shittier. Mm-hmm. A shittier version of the same bike. That will help my bike be better. <laughs> I'll combine them together like Voltron. I need an even shittier old Strom. Like a 2002 really shitty beat up Strom. <laughs> and that'll make mine run great. <laughs> because you'll <laughs> sacrifice parts to it. Yeah, I don't know. Feed it. <laughs> our last ad is from one of our listeners. Mm. He said, based on our uh, inspiration, I get uh, really tired of the bozos that reply to ads, so I posted on Craig's for a buddy looking for a trainer in SQL. Need a trader tuner too for myself. SQL in access. Just started new job as project manager and need to get up to speed so I can talk the same language as my programmers. That'll never happen. SQL too. Required ability to communicate in English. Locations, uh, San Pedro. Name your qualifications, price plus availability. No BS. Flakes, just ignore this post. I have anti-flake repellent stocked up in my closet. 22 sides in very small cans. I don't get it. You don't get it? No. Why would you want little spray cans as opposed to big spray cans? He's talking bullets. Oh. Oh, those things Republicans use. <laughs> And we just lost listeners. <laughs> there they went. Hi. See, this is why that guy posted on iTunes that we're flaming liberals. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. I'm not with him. See this? This is my grip of death. Mm. Five-fingered point of death. God, you, you, you touched me again. I know. So you're squishy. <laughs> <laughs> and also fill me. I'm going to poke your belly again. <laughs> So this week we got a bit of an odd guest. This is a guest who uh, who found himself and stalked us, more or less. Okay, we're on with Tom. Tom sent us an email demanding to be on the show, and since he's a fireman, he threatened to do things to us with axes and shit. And we figure he's probably pretty strong and can do that kind of crap. Right, break down doors. I saw that movie Backdraft. They're, mm. they're deadly people. Mm. Yeah, farts mm. and all. Hi, Tom. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are good. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. My arms are kind of tired from working out with all them axes and stuff. You I had to hit a couple other nerds in the head today, so I'm a little, I'm a little tired and sore. So, so you now's our your, chance. Your quota for nerds today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys are safe. I met we're, my quota for the week. We're out of season, I, I think. Uh, no, you're never out of season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all of us are in season all the time. Believe me. So, like, the most interesting thing, what do you ride, Tom? Well, I got two bikes. My, I guess you could call it my primary, Concourse 14. I got a 2012. Ooh. And my um, dual sport is a uh, 2003 DR650, the Suzuki. I'm pretty much riding a Connie all the time now. It's kind of intoxicating, so taking that most of the time. But every now and then I do crank up the DR and take it down the road, and then I get about halfway through the subdivision and say, why didn't I get on the concourse? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm actually installing a badass sound system on it. I'm kind of into the gadget stuff. So. You're putting speakers on a concourse? Yes, I am. So you're going to roll down the road, and people are going to be listening to you listen to... <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's, 
I, I got the speakers in today. I t- hooked them up as a test, and I tell you what, it is loud. I'm finishing things up now because you know you're kind of you're kind of squeezing ten pounds of crap in an eight pound bag when you're when you're talking about putting a a system like that on a Connie. But uh, I wanted to try it, and I said, "What the hell? I'm going to do it." So I, I'm doing it. That's my primary ride. Um, pretty much ride that almost all the time when I'm not messing with it. He's going to pull up to an intersection, and the guy will be like, hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think what would be the apropos music to play off of a sport tour in a rather loud fashion at a light or something like that. I don't know if it's like uh, – Duran Duran. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Air on a G-string. Hey, wait, wait. To please tell me you've got like fire engine lights and sirens on the concourse. No, but, you know, Kawasaki did, uh, I, and the operative term there is did market a police version of it, but <laughs> apparently had some some electrical problems, so now they're not doing that for oh, How cool would that be? Just flip that. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I, I've seen a few of them in videos. You know, if you go on any of the forums, you have real, you know, dedicated guys that are looking for every video under the sun where there's a Connie in it. CHP apparently has got a bunch of them and maybe some other agencies around the country as well. I know there's a recall. There was a recall issued um, by Kawasaki on in the electrical bike back explode? in the day. I don't know if, what they Catch did. Catch on but, fire? Well, no. It was had something to do with... Electrocute the rider's balls. They explode as cops are walking away Almost. from them in slow motion. I, I heard it was something to do with blowing the main fuse, and that's usually a bad thing going down the road. <laughs> usually that's 20 bucks. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's a pretty bad thing. So we actually sent Tom out on a mission. Uh, that's right. Tom runs to in make a lot a porn of porn version of Wheel Nerds. I tried, no. but no. <laughs> he just ended up running down the street after girls in bikinis in Florida, going, "Wait, wait, wait! Stop! Wait! Come on! Here's my phone number! Come on! Get on the back of the verses!" Yeah, I had a mission that the guy sent me on when I when I begged and pleaded and and bang my fist on the table to try to get on the show. What I do for a living is um, firefighter, paramedic, uh, lieutenant, and I um, uh, work for a small department on the west coast of Florida in a, in a rather affluent island community. Uh, and so um, uh, that's not where I've always worked, but I've been there the last 24 years. And they kind of wondered about the um, aspects from my being a rider, but also being one of the responders that would be out there picking these riders off the ground if they, heaven forbid, have a crash. Yeah, because one of the things you always hear from friends, you know, that the the friend of a friend is always an EMT, and he's seen a lot of motorcycle crashes, and he was very scary, and his You rode one of and- them donor cycles, huh? <laughs> we all call them donor cycles in the business. <laughs> Look at how many things I've found in people's asses. I've, I've heard it all, too. I mean, you know... It's a really good question that you guys pose because, to be honest with you, I really hadn't thought about it a whole lot, and that's over how many years I've been riding. Hell, I've been I've been riding since the 1970s um, with a small, well, medium-sized break during a period of time when my kids were really little and my ex-wife was a real bitch. But <laughs> they, they, uh, been riding for a long time, and I never really thought about it. never really thought about the aspect of, hmm, boy, you know, I've scraped a few of these guys off the ground over the years. Gee, I wonder what would happen if I fell. And the answer is, oh, well, somebody else is going to scrape my ass off the ground. It's hopefully <laughs> better, you know. So, so it was a really good question from my own perspective. And so when I put the blurb out to guys that I knew via direct email, and I did it on a couple of forums, too, uh, and uh, one Facebook thing, I, I hardly got any response at all. And hmm. I was really surprised by that. And I'm like, 
what is this? Are they ignoring me or something? And 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 then I got a few trickle in, uh, and I I uh, was reading them, and I, I kind of come to the conclusion that I don't think a lot of guys in my business in the emergency services, whether it's police, fire, you know, anybody that's out in the street responding to emergencies, I don't think if they're riders that they actually want to think about this. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of something that they go, hmm, maybe that's kind of taboo for us because you know we don't want to put ourselves in any situation where we're kind of jinxing you know ourselves in regards to that and i don't know maybe that's just kind of bullshit uh, so would you say it's kind of like i mean like every writer's always going to kind of think well that's going to happen to another guy not me because i'm safe or i'm skilled or you know i'm good looking as chuck i would I don't think they think that they all want to be like that I would say yes uh, to that, um, that'll never happen to me attitude, but only for the ones that are in the emergency services that are riding their motorcycles in their off-duty time, and they don't have the proper equipment on. And that was one of the responses I got that I sent you guys uh, was, hmm. you know, you got these people that are in our business, they should basically know better, and they're out there with no helmet on, and they're out there with shorts on, you know, they're really squidding it out on the bikes. And I'm like, well, that's a really good point, too. These people really should know a lot better. Yeah, talk about direct experience. Right. I mean, well, one of these replies uh, that caught my eye was, I guess he ended it this way. As you know, I work on public safety radios and see a lot of fire and EMS personnel, and I don't remember any of them ever giving me the lecture as to how dangerous writing is. I only get the non-writers I know. By the way, I always wear jeans, boots, gloves, and a helmet. Right. And any writer will tell you jeans are eh, uh, not that – yeah, I mean – they're eh. They're, they're pretty eh. <laughs> yeah, and no jacket, even more eh. No one says, I wear jeans as a means of protection. I wear just... jeans and therefore I'm safe. They're just like, yeah, I was wearing pants. Yeah, I was wearing pants. I was just trying to illustrate the fact that he is cognizant of the possibilities of crashing and at least taking yeah. some mm. responsibility for wearing protective equipment, whereas a lot of folks certainly in and out of the business apparently are, are not doing that, and, and that's something that's a grave concern to me because, you know, I see a lot of people, as you do, I'm sure, that are riding around with no protection at all, and how many of those people are public safety workers are probably relatively few considering, you know, if you just look at the math of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, um, that, that particular guy that wrote that, he has like 12 or 13 bikes <laughs> wow. He's very into the, the local hog stuff, and he does a lot of benefits stuff. He's a really nice guy. But I, the point that I found from his comment to be most telling is about where he gets the most grief from, and that's the non-riders. We don't get a lot of grief from our own people unless, you know, somebody's looking at you going, hey, dude, why don't you wear some damn protective equipment? You know damn well what could happen if you go down, blah, blah, blah. Or you're, you're a fireman, paramedic, firefighter, paramedic, or what have you. You should damn well know better and that's coming from another firefighter paramedic what well, has a little bit more mm. iron to it as the saying goes uh, does I, that go on oh, are guys saying that all the time absolutely okay. Sure. Okay. I'll talk to uh, people that I know that are riding, and I'll be like, uh, you know, you don't wear a helmet or anything like that? And they'll be like, uh, I, I go to a Daytona with a guy that I work with in my department, and uh, just last year he rode all the way out there on a Harley Ultra Classic. I don't know if you know Florida roads at all, but uh, the, the main interstate that goes basically across the state that ba essentially dumps you off in Daytona is Interstate 4, and it's like about the biggest piece of shit road there is in the country. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. And so I, I, I said something to him, and I said, well, you're not going to wear a helmet going on I-4? He's like, ah, oh, nah, I, I, I'm not going to do that. And he had the damn thing with him. And I'm like, well, why don't you just put it on? So, you know, I, I say things to people once in a while. Did he have it strapped to the back? 
back or something? In case a girl showed up? In case his mom called? <laughs> Ultra classic, so he had it in the trunk. <laughs> Are you wearing your helmet? Yes. You know, one point I wanted to bring up about this whole thing is there is, I think there is one advantage that we have as uh, people in the fire and EMS services in regards to motorcycle riding that may not be really truly grasped by the general public, and that is that we value the uh, concept of training, not only the initial training that you get in whatever discipline it is, we value the continuing education aspects of it too. We're probably the most tested and retested industry in the entire world. I mean, paramedics are constantly challenged and constantly tested and retested, and every two years you recertify, depending on the state, and you have to take another test, and there's new protocols and there's new procedures and there's new equipment so you're always going through a certain amount of training and fire services is very similar to that so uh, i think we're pretty up on the at least the acceptance of maybe this is a good idea if i take an advanced writing class and i'll give you an example of that i took a basic writer course just for the hell of it basically basically <laughs> uh, did i say basically enough I, I i took a basic basically no just for the hell of it I just wanted to take it because when I got my endorsement, it wasn't required. In this state, it's required now, which, by the way, I totally and absolutely support that rule, that that law. I said, hey, I'm going to learn something no matter what it is. So I believe that we in public safety are kind of in tune with continuing our training and that extends out to motorcycles to a great degree. I know a lot of people in my business that do do classes like um, whether it's a track day or the advanced or experienced rider course, whatever the hell the Motorcycle Safety Foundation is calling it now, and, and doing all sorts of additional things. So I wanted to bring that part up because I think it's important. What I think is the MSF calling the experience class now? Uh, it's the BRC2. They keep, they keep changing names for stuff. It's craziness. So actually, talking talking of the, the mindset, because that's kind of interesting, because realistically, your average person is not of the mindset of, I'm going to run in the burning building, I'm going to run toward the the bloody smear, I'm going to you know pick up this person who's in incredible pain, as opposed to just stand there and kind of do the icky dance. So is there a part of that mindset that tends to, I don't know, I guess, attract more motorcycles? Percentage-wise, well, you know, um, it's possible. I, I don't really know that for sure, but there's an awful lot of people down here, at least in Florida, that uh, I know, uh, and I bump into a lot of different events, whether it's Daytona or, uh, you know, Leesburg's got a really nice bike fest down here in Florida that you bump into that have the the fire and iron vests on or what have you. So there's a lot of riders. I would say it's probably, it's probably, I'm going to take a stab here and say it's probably about par for the course for other industries. I don't think there's a lot more. If you're talking about like the adrenaline junkie side, I don't really think that's going to hold true because essentially you got the young firefighters and paramedics that go into the business. Well, they're young. They're at the lower end of the pay scales. They got kids. Actually, <laughs> they don't have the money for that shit. You don't see a lot of young guys at these places that are in the fire service. You see a lot of guys that are older, like me, you know, in the 50s and, and maybe 40s and so forth that have gotten. 40s, not old. Well, older guys. Keep I trying, Chuck. <laughs> Not old. Someday you'll convince yourself. Shut up. So you see a lot more older guys that are that are riding the big Harleys and things like that. And those are not going to be adrenaline junkies doing wheelies going down the road. So I would say it's about the same as any other industry. Uh, one of your responses you sent us, the guy 
mentioned that he thought kids on ATVs, they have worse accidents or more frequent accidents. Is that what he's meaning? Or? You know, there's a lot less recognition to the severity of injuries, I think. Uh, from what I've read, this is my own perspective now. I, I think what he's referring to is there's a lot more injury severity that can be attributed to ATVs with the younger kids than necessarily an older person, even on the street. You know, uh, a licensed motorcyclist with uh, um, an endorsement. I think that's the important point there is, you know, I mentioned before about Florida among one of the many states, if not all of them now, that require the basic rider course to get your motorcycle endorsement or motorcycle license. And I totally support that. Well, that's because of the training aspect of it. You have the basic training, and then you can continue on from there. Well, what, what basic ATV training is a kid getting? I mean, you, they're not probably getting a whole lot unless they're getting some pretty substantial one-on-one from, like, their dad, maybe a fireman or something like that, that recognizes that this kid could have a debilitating spinal injury from a quick little, you know, mistake, and the kid rolls the thing over on top of himself. So I think that's what he's referring to. The injuries mm. potential is much greater on that because, you know, the kids are inexperienced and they're not trained. Hmm. So you mean you mean sufficient training doesn't consist of this one makes you go fast, this one makes you go slow, and these turn it? But I... <laughs> When I was like 15 or 14 around there, it was absolutely sufficient training. <laughs> that's that's the kind of uh, training you get from the motorcycle salesman. Well, salespeople don't really have to take that responsibility anymore when the states are requiring at least basic rider course. But, you know, I got to tell you something really quick about that. It doesn't necessarily mean, of course, that the rider is skilled. I mean, I, I ride with a club in St. Petersburg. It's the Bayside Riders Club. Bayside! It's a really cool club. A lot of nice people. I was riding with them a few weeks ago. I noticed there was a rider on a, on a big cruiser. And, you know, you always get a little bit concerned when a rider is on a bike and he or she is going 25 or 30 miles an hour before they pick their feet up and put them on the <laughs> Hmm. This person doesn't have terribly good slow speed skills, it appears to me. But I just kind of kept my eyes open. And at one point in time, we were approaching a traffic light on a straight road, like pretty much every road is down here. And all of a sudden, this bike starts to jump around, and I hear some screeching. And I i mean, it, his bike is doing the best way I could describe it is it's doing a dance from the front end backwards. And he's obviously hammering the front brake on and off losing control, gaining control, losing control until he finally went off. And he ended up going and sliding down the road in front of me at about 25, 30 miles an hour at that point. And uh, I'm like, you know, holy, you know what? But I immediately get off the bike and I assessed him and, uh, you know, we blocked the road off and there was an off-duty cop there. And we, we got him taken care of and he was transported by the local fire rescue to hospital and he did fine. The reason why I'm telling you a story is this guy clearly had a basic, you know, riding course endorsement he had his driver's license but he he was he was inexperienced very inexperienced and he apparently freaked out coming up to the light maybe he wasn't looking straight ahead when he should have been and got surprised and, and snatched that front brake instead of you know using both brakes and locked up the front wheel i, I think the training aspects can go uh, both ways but uh, you know the basic course is um, is important but the continuing training as i said before is just as equally important 
Yeah, one of the things I actually tell my students at the end of every class is I'm like, okay, now you've got your car. Are you ready to go out and totally, like, rip it up? And most of them are smart enough to know me by that point that they go, no. And I say, that's right. You're now qualified to go and practice in a parking lot more on your own bike. Is, is Todd a rider coach? Yep. Yes. I had aspirations to do that, but it's difficult to get sponsored down here. Uh, I'm glad to it's an excellent thing that you're doing there. He never lets me forget. Mm-mm. <laughs> Especially not when I'm yelling instructions at him. Shut up. He doesn't pay me, so I can be mean to him. Jerk. The BRC, then I'm sure would would you could totally understand because it was a good it was a good refresher. That's really what it, it was for me. Mm-hmm. We actually get a lot of guys like that. The BRC and the ERC both. I get a lot of returning riders in the BRC, and then a lot of people who will just take the ERC at the beginning of every season just to kind of blow the cobwebs out. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. I think people doing that are is as excellent. I think that a lot of people in public safety need to do that more. But I think we're we're kind of geared in our brains toward that continuing education and continuing training. So I think you're going to find a lot of people uh, doing that very thing in our biz. Cool. Tom, thanks so much for talking with us and for uh, going on assignment for the Wheel Nerds. I promise I won't, uh, you know, yell and scream and cry anymore. Well, you know, next time Daytona rolls around, you could put in a presence for us. Pictures of girls. All right. So interesting insight, I guess, into that kind of... It's not what I expected. No, it isn't really what I expected either. I was expecting kind of, I don't know, I guess a more extreme something in one way or the other. I'm wondering if we need to talk to, like, um, hospital doctors, emergency room doctors, people who who are more maybe exposed to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mean, they're first responders. These these guys are the pointy end of the stick. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, we have some police officers that listen to the show, and Mm -hmm. maybe they could write in and and give us their perspective because, you know, Mm -hmm. they're dealing with it too. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. You think it'd be something you're more cognizant of, you know? Yeah, but as I'm thinking about it, I mean, realistically, there's kind of this this mental thing you do. I mean, as David Huff points out, you can't ride along thinking, I'm 55 more times more likely to die because you just, you can't do that and ride at the same time. You kind of have this deliberate blind spot to it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you'd be being exposed to it, you know? Certainly, you'd have to develop the blind spot better, but maybe that's that's just what they do. I don't know. Could be, I I guess. Or they're accepting of it, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Tom's not the only listener we talked to this week. That's right. Rudy. Hi, Rudy. He might be listening. Oh, neat. Yeah. So Rudy uh, went on a 20-day trip. All over creation. Yeah, so Rudy wrote into us. He's riding an old Yamaha Virago from the western part of Canada through like a million states. Yeah. So what he's doing is he's relocating from Canada. He had a job mm. up there at a, at a hatch fish hatchery. Mm. He's relocating to Arizona. Mm. And That's a uh, bit of a change. Yeah. He's got family there. He's mm. an American originally. Oh, okay. And uh, he went up there, for, I think, for school and this job. And now he's coming back to Arizona and he decide, you know, as part of the move, he'll just do a, a, this trip all over everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, 20 days. Uh, you know, so we I got to meet him. He yeah, unfortunately, I was teaching right when he came through. Yeah, yeah, because you're a jerk. Yep. <laughs> well, he called us the night before mm-hmm. and was like, hey, let's hook hey. up for dinner. Yeah, I'm almost there. I'm in Rifle, Colorado. Which I didn't know where that was. And then I, I told Todd. And Todd's like, when's he getting here? <laughs> how, how long from Rifle? And uh, yeah, it turned out he was like five hours away. <laughs> yeah, Rifle's rifles a good long way. Colorado in general is a good long ways away. So he stopped in Price. Mm-hmm. And then he came here the next day. We, we, got the, we got some lunch and we hung out. And he brought us this beer. Mm-hmm. Well, he, you know, I drank 
mine a lot. Pyramid Hefeweizen. Pyramid Hefeweizen, yeah. Seattle, Berkeley, Portland. Fancy pansy. It's pretty good stuff. I liked it. I liked it's, it. Uh, uh, it's definitely a Hefeweizen. It's a little light for my taste, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still good. I, 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 uh, I really like the Hefeweizen with the lemon because mm-hmm. it cancels out the parts of beer I don't like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> beer taste? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just so we're clear. It, well, actually, it cuts off the – because to me, almost every beer I drink has this sort of metallic mm-hmm. kind of rusty flavor to it. Mm. And and the lemon takes the edge of, off of that. Gotcha. That kind of bitter finish at the end there. No, it's in the beginning. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, mm. Guinness doesn't have it so much, so mm-hmm. I like Guinness. Yep. But like other beers I have, kind of got that flavor to it. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. Presumably some beer snob will write in and tell us, there's a name for that. And it's the... You mean a beer nerd? Yes. <laughs> beer nerds podcast coming soon. But yeah, so Rudy came by. Uh, we hung out for today. Take him on any good roads in the area? No, we just hung out. We went to Pat's for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then we came back to my house here and we were going over maps because uh, he was going from here to Vegas. Mm. That's and, rough. Yeah. So I was like, you know. Don't take the highway. Don't take the highway. Don't do it. Let's let's do this. You know, let's take six <laughs> and head you out toward Ely and, you know, mm-hmm. spend the night there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hooker Castles. Hooker Castles. I told him to go play in some. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his way to Vegas. And from there, he's going to go to San Diego. So we might actually hook up again in about a week or so. And I'm, st- I'm still going to try to make it out to the Horizons Unlimited meet. Mm, neat. So we, we might hook up again because he's like, you know, I got nothing but time. So, hey. You know, what the hell? And the horizon's unlimited right there. Why the hell not? Yeah, why not just go? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It was, it was cool. pretty cool. I took this picture of, you know, of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty funny because the dude clearly looks and carries himself like he, – he kept calling it the pirate look. Mm-hmm. This is my pirate look. He's yeah. got the chaps. He's got the leather jacket. Yeah, the whole bit. Open helmet, the mm-hmm. you know goggles, which was pretty cool. Steampunk goggles. I called him a steam, steampunk pirate, mm. and he thought that was cool. And, and you know, he, he was showing me he got a new tattoo at Sturgis of so a skull with bones. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, cruiser tribe, no I, problem. I uh, I gave him a little tour of the Wheel Nerd Recording Studio. He walks in, and first thing he says is, "Oh, Gundam." <laughs> and he points at my robot model collection. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Oh, this is why you listen to us. Uh, yeah, so it's all coming clear now. <laughs> you are our people. Oh, yeah. 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 All little, little pieces are falling into place. Oh, you know what his first bike was? What was that? A Versus. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's been riding for two years. We're going to have to have him on the show when he gets settled down mm-hmm. and uh, talk about he bought a brand new Versus, mm-hmm. barely knew how to ride, and then promptly put it up a tree. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. And now he's on a rat bag, big Virago. Yeah. <laughs> he said, with, no with more apparently new every, bikes. Everything in the house underneath it, net on yeah, the I back. Yeah, I took this picture of, of his packing style because I knew you'd love that. That's really, wow. <laughs> what? We that's, were. That's we, like that's like the, the polar opposite of my packing style. We were stopped at the tracks crossing. Mm-hmm. And, this, you know, we're sitting there. And this guy gets out of his car behind us, comes up to him, taps him on the shoulder, and he's like, you've got straps hanging off your bike and about to catch up in your chain. <laughs> or your belt or whatever. <laughs> they were they were just, you know, those loose rubber straps. Mm-hmm. Those, yep. They were just hanging down, <laughs> flopping back and forth. We're all like, oops. <laughs> Rudy was a pretty cool guy. Cool. He was he was good. I wish you you had a chance to meet him. I was really bummed about that, but I was I had a whole new group whole new 
bunch of noobs. Yeah. And I set a new record, I think, today for the MSF. Wow. So exercise one is the one where everybody gets familiarized with the bike, the, right? The duck walk? No, it's not even the duck walk. No, you just you just stand next to it and like point to things and like, oh, okay. sit on it and then get back off it. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not aware of anyone who's ever filed an accident report with an injury for that Shut one. Shut up. Until this Saturday. What happened? Well, this chick was uh, leaning over, uh, looking for something, and uh, overbalanced, and went down and landed on her face. I felt really bad. I was like, I was like, I'm trying so hard not to laugh while I she, picked her up and stuff. On her face, she oh. had a fat lip and like scrapes oh, and stuff. And, you know, I give her huge credit though. She did that and she got up and she started giggling. She's like, wow, that was the dumbest thing I bet you've ever seen. I was like, no, no, I was fine. Was she cute? Yeah. She got right back on the bike. She's like, no, I'm not stopping. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was but really neat. That's wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting for my boss to get that form and call me up and be like, what the <laughs> hell did you do? <laughs> what were you thinking? That's How did you injure someone in that exercise? It's kind of getting late in the year. Mm-hmm. Do you notice yep. the class changing at all? Yeah. Very different dynamic. You got a lot, a lot of people who are just kind of, uh, frankly, a lot of my classes are less people who've already bought a bike. I got a lot less of that. A lot of people just frantically trying to get their license at the last minute or just wanting to get into it who just saw something this summer. So are you seeing more noob riders or more guy, people just wanting to get their endorsement? I would say more raw noob riders. And actually, I would say, frankly, more raw noob riders with really good attitudes about it. My everybody, every single person in that class had a great attitude about learning. One guy clearly ridden a bunch before but was looking to get his license and everything. But he mm-hmm. had a great attitude. He listened really well and he's excited to learn new stuff. So the really early spring tends to be people who are really into it too. They're usually charged. Those are the people who like signed up sometime in the winter and have been waiting, jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people coming in. They're like, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was dreaming about the class. I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> wear your pants. <laughs> Put your pants back on. <laughs> no, wait, tailpipe right here. <laughs> yeah. And late in the year, it tends to be people who take it fairly seriously. And then in the middle, it's just you get all kinds. Mm. Um, you know. So I, I think some of it too is the people who are at either end of the year tend to be the really like, I don't know. How just, late in the year do you guys go? We've gone as late as November before, depending on the weather. Classes are starting to not be quite as full now. Okay. There aren't a lot of people running out to buy bikes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people selling bikes, so now's a great time to buy if you're in the market. Right, right. This is, this is the time to pick them up for a song because somebody you know bought a shitty bike and bought another shittier bike. You know. Or they've got a gold wing with a tub sitting on Right, you know. right, exactly. Which I don't know why you'd bother selling it for the winter. Like That's when you really want it. And, right. You know, sell it in the spring when you can get more for it. Right. Maybe we should go look at it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a shift. It's hard to exactly characterize it because every class is kind of a crapshoot. Mm. But this is a fun class, and I give her mad points for face planting and then just staying after it. That's cool. I'm so, sure she went home and told all kinds of jokes about how the instructor popped her one because she wasn't <laughs> listening. <laughs> Sorry, are, is are you guys still doing the or doing more? of the bike bonding classes? We're trying to. We're trying our damnedest. We're having a really hard time filling them up, quite mm-hmm. frankly. I think some of it is that here in Utah, it's not a license waiver thing. Yeah. And that's really what a lot of people are in for. There's a there's a subset of people who are really interested in the training, but, you know, they were never the, the people we were trying to grab. They were already signed up for a whole bunch of classes. So I think early next year, we'll see a lot of it, especially the people who um, get in those early classes to blow the cobwebs out. But right now, it's kind of, we're, we're having trouble getting a lot of people in it. Kind of troubling. What do you guys do for getting the word out about classes? You know, honestly, we do pretty much 100% word of mouth. Okay. And usually that's more business than we can stuff into a week. What have you learned this week, Chuck? Gravy hose. 
when plates just get in the way of the gravy, you go straight to the hose. I've learned that my faucet needs a third knob for gravy. 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 And that's all we've gravy time for this week. Until next gravy, I'm Todd. And I'm gravy. Gravy, gravy, gravy. Gravy, gravy, gravy. Gravy. Week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.